Welcome Generation Church friends and family to our podcast. We pray and believe that this message will encourage you right where you are to slow down and worship Jesus. To get more connected and sign up for community groups, go to generationri.com. Can we give it up again for them? Come on, can we give it up for them and for all of you? Again, you need to know a huge portion of what you give today goes to that, about $1,500. It has been an awesome season of outreach here at Generation Church. And um, one of the things that I love so much about our church, especially in this season, um, one of my, my spiritual covering, my, my, my pastor, he often says, he goes, we don't need Captain Obvious people in the church. We need people who are captain solution. Amen? Amen. So what that means is when, there, when you see something in, um, in a community or in, in, in we're a family, we're a team, you, you say, wait, maybe the Holy Spirit uh, is going to use me to, uh, to help bring that solution. And one of those has been outreach from the Galilee mission, the faithfulness of people providing meals for the last, uh, really, it's been six months. The Galilee Mission um, houses about um, around 20 men who are after, um, uh, they, they're, they're court ordered often to go there and they're looking for another chance to be rehabilitated through all sorts of different addictions. And uh, we've been able to come month after month and provide meals and build relationships there. And um, this is the second year doing the VFW, but I think that's pretty significant to do 80 families. And what's been great is the generosity, not only of you, Generation Church, but the generosity of different businesses uh, in this community who, uh, who want to partner. And, and can I just say, I, I really um, believe that this is just the beginning, um, that, that what's going to happen year after year with Generation Church, um, election after election, you know what's going to come out of South County, out of Rhode Island? Team Jesus is alive. Amen? 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 Come on. Thank you, God. Well, the reason why we go all out to celebrate God's faithfulness and eight years is because Jesus is faithful in each and every generation, and we are still here hands ready to serve others, love our neighbors, but ultimately to open up the word of God and to proclaim Jesus in each and every generation. That's why we make a big deal. We believe Jesus is worthy. Do you believe that? You know, when we started the church eight years ago, I I got this, this image of the movement of Jesus. It started way before us, And it's going to go on way after us. We are stepping in to the movement of Jesus in our generation. Amen? I got a message today called Faithful to the Finish. Faithful to the Finish. Can you say that with me? Faithful to the Finish. I want to start with 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 And at the end, I'm going to give you an opportunity to stand, whether you are a follower of Jesus, uh, whether you uh, are are just ready to take a fresh step of commitment. 
Um, but what, what I'm gonna, the opportunity that I believe God wants to give you is that he is not finished with you or me or his church yet. Amen? Here it is. God's response to us is faithfulness. We're here and we're saying our response is faithfulness. Our response is that we are going to remain faithful to Jesus. Our allegiance is to King Jesus. Amen? So I'll give you that opportunity to stand at the end. So 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 14. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture, can you say all scripture? All scripture is breathed out by God. It is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction. Say correction. You love that, don't you? And for training in righteousness. We're thankful, God. That the man of God, that the people of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Carrying on, chapter four. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is the judge, the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom. I don't want you to lose this as we continue to read on when it says, how from childhood you are acquainted with the sacred writings. Isn't it amazing that people right now, the blessing of all generations in this room or watching or listening, all generations are under the sacred writings of scripture right now. We're living this right now. Verse two, Paul the apostle is giving a charge to Timothy and to all of us, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort, leader, with complete patience, patience, and teaching. For the time is coming. Christ has come once. He's come because he so loves the world that everybody who believes in him will not perish. He's come once. Even though people love the darkness over the light, guess what? There's still good news and there is still freedom and forgiveness for those who say yes to Jesus, who have a life of yes, of all in to Jesus, amen? But, but until he returns, it says this, the time is coming, we're in that time, when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers, false teachers, to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and they will wander off into myths. Do you see a generation often wandering into a lot of myths? Verse five, and as for you, can you say as for you? Say as for me. Always be sober-minded, endure suffering, 
do the work of an evangelist, fulfilling your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure has come. Verse seven, I have fought the good fight. Can you say good fight? I have finished the race. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which, is, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award you to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Who is going to love Jesus when he returns? Who's going to love that? Followers of Jesus. Yes. But here's the thing. Before the Lord appears again, you and I have to make a decision that we are going to be faithful to the finish. The greatest news in the world is that Jesus is going to be faithful to the finish on planet Earth. Amen? What's your response? What's mine? See, one of the things I love so much about God and church is that we are a part of a spiritual army and family. Do you know that? When, when, when God gave the birth and the vision for Generation Church, and I believe for any local church, it's to say, wake up, wake up, oh sleeper. You are in a battle, but you have victory, and I'm going to move you from victory to victory to glory to glory. Even greater than the battle that you face in sports or in life or in other things, you and I are a part of a great battle. Battles mean sacrifice. They mean commitment. Do you see this from the Apostle Paul? The Apostle Paul said, I have fought the good fight, Timothy. He's in jail. He's in house arrest. Most of his last years of life, he was in jail for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in the last years of his life, he was often in house arrest. And he, like many of the other apostles, would die for their faith. But what is he saying? This is what makes Paul one of the greatest leaders in human history. Because in his leadership, he pointed every generation to the ultimate leader, Jesus. Amen? Amen. Every other set of philosophy and religion and person and leader, no matter their charisma, from the battlefields to the politicians, so many ask you and me to follow them or ideas. Paul is saying, Follow Jesus, God made flesh, the kingdom that has come. And God is waking up a generation in this era, here and now, and he's looking for faithful preachers, faithful churches, faithful leaders, faithful fathers and mothers who are saying, I am going to be faithful to the finish. That is what is stirring right now in planet Earth. That is what is stirring right now. And he says, I have kept the faith. And what's laid up for me is the crown 
of righteousness. This, is, this gets to the absolute core of why our identity is in Jesus. You know why? Because every other crown, even good ones on planet Earth, will disintegrate into dust. Every single trophy, every single crown and reward, but the crown of Christ and his righteousness will be laid upon every son and daughter who keeps the faith. Do you want a crown of righteousness in heaven? Do you want a crown of righteousness? Come high or hell water, whatever goes on on planet earth, I'm living for a greater reward. Oh, can you see it? So what that means is in planet Earth, there are crowns, there are trophies, there are things, but above all, with our lips and with our lives, we give glory to God in the highest, Jesus. That's what Paul's saying. Henceforth, what's laid up for me is the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge. The judge is good true and righteous. The judge doesn't have a bias. The judge doesn't grade with a curve. The judge doesn't have superiority with people. The judge doesn't have favorites. The judge sees it as it is. He calls it as it is. And he is, right now on planet Earth, he's been doing this for thousands of years, he is stirring humanity. He is stirring the galaxies. He is stirring everything that has breath. He's stirring it to a chorus and to a melody and to people having their attention on Jesus. And until he returns, the glory of God, which one day will fill the whole entire earth and cosmos, is being spread. And it might not always look like it or feel like it, but the kingdom has come and the victory and glory of God is still spreading this is why we plant churches. This is why churches exist. This is why we are here and celebrating. He's saying, I want to remind you. I want to remind you, verse 14, what you have learned and firmly believe. Knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Translation, knowing the Bible or going to church is really good, but it gets you acquainted. The Holy Spirit uses growing up in the church. It uses some of you, you're gonna get flashbacks today of when, where you were and when you were, when you maybe had your mom read the Bible to you or pray to you over in your bed or whatever it may be. It's saying it's good to be acquainted. It's good to know the scripture. It's good to be in the house of God. It's good to be in the family of God. It makes you wise though for salvation because what? Salvation only comes by faith. Whoa, it comes by, I don't deserve. I didn't always follow. 
I was acquainted. I was around. And what God is saying to a generation, he's not angry. He's not upset at all the different denominations and all the different local churches. This is what I believe. I believe that God is just looking right now on earth, specifically here in New England that we love. I love so much. And here in Rhode Island, and no matter what anybody else says about the church or what anybody else believes about politics, what God is saying is that there's still a group of people. There's a bride. There's an army. There are people here and now, and guess what? I am still working and giving faith to people. Yes, that's what it is all about. God waking up people. Say, wake up. Wake up, O sleeper, and rise from the dead. Do you know that in Ephesians 5, there was this hymn that the early church sang? This is why we sang, by the way, we sing, by the way. This is why we sing. This is why when you get into arenas and gatherings, they have the band ready and they celebrate and they go through all the hoopla. The early church in middle of persecution, they had a melody and they had a hymn. And you know what it was? Wake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead and Christ will shine forth on you. Wake up, O sleeper, and arise from the dead. Can't you see it right now? I see God just waking up this land of dry bones. I just see it and I believe it. I see it all over the place. God has placed us right here. I see this. I see this as a hub of the presence of God in South County. I see it. I see it from the trains that stop through in Kingston. I see it through the hospitals that are all over here. I see it through the university. I see it in the elderly home. We see it again and afresh that God is waking up a generation. We say it starts with us, revived to see revival. It starts with us, amen? It starts with us in our family. It starts with us in our home. It starts with us bringing each other to church. It starts with us texting each other when it's been a long time. It starts with us picking each other up when we're down. No, we will not be the church that kicks one another when we're down. We will welcome the wounded back to the house of God. We will be an emergency room of prayer. We will cast out hypocrisy and inauthenticity from this land. We will not be perfect, but we are the bride and the family of God in Jesus' name. That's who we are. That's who we will always be. It might not be captured on CNN or Fox News. It doesn't matter. We are focused. We're alive. We're revived in Jesus' name. Hey, you then, my child, be strengthened. Right after in verse 16, 18, it says, may the Lord grant him to find mercy from the, from, from the Lord on that day, and you will know all, all the, oh, oh that's, that's 2 Timothy. We're gonna get to that, that whole Bible. I think it's time to do, do a sermon series on what is the church? Amen. Verse 17, that the man of God You guys see it? Verse 17 of chapter three, may be complete and equipped for every good work. Can you say that? Every good work. God wants us equipped for every good work. Amen? Have you ever seen a general with his soldiers? What What is he doing? He's equipping them. Church, 
I believe this, in all the good teaching, preaching, and doctrine that needs to be communicated, this generation has more Bible and more teaching and more stuff than they could possibly contain. We are too often bloated in the Bible because we're not activating and exercising how we've already been equipped to do every good work. So what God's saying is you've been equipped with every good work. Come on, can you say Holy Spirit? You got the Holy Spirit in you. You have the Bible in 50 languages and 50 translations. You got it on every smart device. You got it in every font size. You got the Bible. There's, there's, there's an ultimate one thing that God, that I want you to take from this and that we are gonna be faithful to the finish. Can I just say faithfulness is sexy. Faithfulness, can I say that? In this generation where people, they just are hype, hype, hype. People say, well, you're hype, hype. I am a product of people being faithful and I've made a commitment along with some others to be faithful by God's grace to the finish, amen? Amen. Faithfulness is sexy in this generation. Come on, young generation, can I just encourage you? Whatever you post online, can I encourage you to get around some people who will rebuke and correct you? who will teach you, who will build you up, who will speak life into you, who will say that life is more than what you do and what you accomplish, that your identity is in Christ, you got a crown of righteousness, so you're gonna keep going, you're gonna be faithful to the finish, that's what you're gonna do, that's what we're gonna do, amen? Amen. We're a generation that is gonna rev people up, not by our strength, but by the power of the Holy Spirit who helps us, like it says right here, to endure suffering hardships, broken hearted hardness of heart. God is the one who convicts and comforts and corrects. And he says, by the presence of God and his appearing, he's encouraging you to preach the word. What he's specifically referring to in this instance is the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures. And now for us, all of scripture. As you and I are faithful to the finish, In Jesus' name. And I leave you with Psalm 90. As I I pray that what stirs within you is the faithfulness of God. Faithfulness of God is our joy. Faithfulness of God is our strength. I hope that as we read from this prayer and this song of Moses that you are sent out of here And your response is first standing in awe that God is going to be faithful to you to the very end. Isn't that amazing? Faithful to the very end. Our response is that we are going to be faithful to the finish. Psalm 90, let me read this over you. This was a time for Moses when he prayed this and they would sing this as a congregation. They would sing this. The people of God would always sing. When we sing and when we worship, especially new songs, in a fresh way, what does it do? It brings our attention and it draws our devotion to God. It's It's what God likes. It's what God loves. He just loves the praises of God's people. And Moses, 
uh, read, uh, would, would lead the people in singing this, but the people of God after Moses' death and specifically commentaries would say that this was a time where they were at the precipice of breakthrough and ready to cross over the Jordan. And the people of God were in this time of tension because they were unfaithful. Their fathers were unfaithful. Their mothers were unfaithful. See, we've said from the beginning, God is faithful in each and every generation, no matter if we are not. Do you realize that? If the church in America decides not to be faithful and give allegiance to King Jesus, guess what? Nations come and go, God remains in his kingdom, amen? We, though, want people and we want nations to worship Jesus. And so what we see here is that they were deciding They were deciding and determining, God, even though we've been unfaithful, we are going to finish well. Psalm 90, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, you have been our dwelling place. One of my, I love this, in all generations. I read this at the camp that I got saved in uh, in 2000, 2010. And, and, and after there, this, there was a lot of things that happened at the leadership, high level, so on, and the camp in the name did not continue. By the grace of God, guess what happened? The camp is still proclaiming Jesus, the land. But I was on my knees up in the Berkshires, and I remember I got the honor in 2010 to preach the last sermon in this chapel in New England, Keswick. And I'll never forget, alone, with God, we didn't have any kids yet, And I remember being on my knees on this mountain in the same place where God delivered me from darkness and brought me into the kingdom of light. Who here remembers when God brought you out of the darkness and into the kingdom of light? Amen? Amen. You remember that? There was a time you didn't worship him, you didn't thank him, and now you did. I was on my knees and I prayed this psalm over not just the land, but over all the people and the churches over New England, and God stirred it within me to share it with you today. I'm gonna read it, and we're gonna pray it. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Please feel free to read along with me if you see it and you have it. Psalm 90. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You return man to dust and you say, return, O children of man. Do you see this? For a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. A thousand years. Verse five, you sweep them away as with a flood. They are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning, it flourishes and is renewed. In the evening, it fades and it withers. For we are brought to an end by your anger. By your wrath, we are dismayed. You have set our iniquities before you. God says, you you have set our secret sins in the light of your presence. God sees everything. For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. The years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. Who considers, verse 11, the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? Verse 12, so teach us. Can you say this? So teach us. 
to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Let me finish it here. Verse 13, return, O Lord. How long have pity on your servants? Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us for as many years as we have seen evil. Do you see that I love that the, the honesty and authenticity. What they're saying is, God, you have seen our evil and our unfaithfulness. And what we deserve is your judgment. The judgment is we're guilty of not being faithful. But God, but God, but God, two people, but God. 50 people, 100, but God, but God, over your family, over generations. Do you see this? See, here's the thing. When you've been in a battle and when you've seen God's faithfulness and you want to see it again, you pray these type of prayers. He's saying, God, you've seen our unfaithfulness. Make us glad for as many days as you've afflicted us. And for as many years as we've seen evil, verse 16, let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. Do you see this? What's switched? Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children? I thought God was just a God of judgment. I thought that there wasn't any hope for the people of God. But do you see it? He says, we are guilty each and every one of you has a secret sin and has a sin nature that apart from Christ leaves you separated forever from the holy love of God. That should land on you. That should overwhelm you. That should just say, God, I don't deserve your blessings. I don't deserve your breath that you give me. I don't deserve anything. Lord God, I just want to stand in the gap and just say, Lord, forgive us for taking for granted your mercy. I didn't save me and nobody in this room saved themselves from your judgment. And you're so good. And you know what God says? He says, show your power to the children, your glorious power. Show it, and he ends it right here. Moses, let the favor of our Lord, our God, be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Can you say that? Say establish the work of our hands. Is he saying that we have a responsibility to stay faithful? You have a responsibility to be faithful to the finish. There is no greater fight that you will ever fight or face than the fight to say, I'm staying faithful to the finish. So we pray with Moses, establish the work of our hands. Hey, okay, translation. Has there been anybody who shared the good news of Jesus with you that's no longer here? Raise your hand establish the work of their hands. There's people who've prayed for you, establish the work of their hands. You don't think that that matters? Do you have a view of God 
That just because he is so faithful and good that he's not looking for your faithfulness? He loves his children and he's got good work for us to do. I say this because that's what God has us remember. It's right here. Paul is writing to Timothy to remind him about God who's been there in every generation. And now he's saying, let's stop just talking about Paul and Timothy and Moses and Joshua. I'm looking to each and every one of you and my glorious power will be shown to you, to your children's children. That's what's at stake. That's what's at stake. And so we're here and we're saying, by your grace and your mercy, we're gonna be faithful to the finish. You know, one of the things I love so much about God is that he truly never gives up on any one of us. With just in a posture of uh, just focus on Jesus and I just wanna invite people to stand and say, I, by your grace and mercy, God, I decide today I'm gonna be faithful to the finish. You guys, in heaven, they won't know Generation Church, and in heaven, you won't know necessarily, first and foremost, it will not be about church leaders, church branding, church styles, church worship, church everything. What's going to happen in heaven is there's going to be a chorus of praise. Nations and generations, eyes on Jesus. How do you finish the race and fight the good fight? You keep your eyes on Jesus. But you stand and I stand and we leave from this place remembering that it is God's faithfulness that strengthens us. It is God's faithfulness that allows us to be faithful to the finish. That's what I need. I pray that you get such a fresh wave of the faithfulness God of over your life. And I want to invite people and have eyes closed. And I, I really believe the Spirit of God said, he said it to Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. And I want to just encourage there's certain people that are in this room, I don't care what age, I don't care what generation, no matter what you have done, right here, right now, God is saying this. He's saying that he took all of the judgment, he took all of your unrighteousness and all of your sin, and he said on the cross, it is finished. Say it with me. It is finished. You're forgiven, and God wants you set free, but he wants you to finish, to be faithful to the finish. So God, I pray that right now, I pray I'm gonna give you that opportunity, that moment, and I just ask those who are part of our team of prayer, just interest warriors, to pray right now in this space, this beautiful moment that we're in right now. This is before God. To not only be unashamed, but say, God, you have been so Faithful, that means he remains, he still is with you and he will never leave you.
We want to say, like with Paul, I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. But first, you need to remember that God has fought for you with his very blood by dying for you and forgiving your sins on that cross and rising again, signed, sealed. It's delivered. Be delivered today. I pray that in this room, that in a moment that you stand, invite the the band, the team, to stand, to stand as they stand. Team, whoever's coming up, I I just want to invite you. You're standing in the faithfulness of God. Standing. The church, God is inviting the church, no matter your part, no matter your piece in the body, to stand. I didn't even give the invitation yet, but you stood. Who here needs to be be encouraged? Who here is encouraged today by the faithfulness of God? Come on, just just encourage you to stand or to raise your hand. And just repeat after me. We first just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being faithful. Say, thank you for being faithful. From birth to the grave, from your first breath to your last breath, church. Come on, this is good. Like, we, we come and go, people come and go. But in a moment, you're going to be not only making, you're making this decision, you already have many of you right now, but you're going to be, I believe, I hope that in this atmosphere of worship, that you pray for your children. Hey, the people of God and the church, there does need to be a calmness about us in Christ, but not a casualness. God hears your prayers. He answers our prayers. Man, many of you might be frustrated, might be disappointed, but you know that God has been so faithful to you. Yep, thank you, God. So let's together say, God, I'm gonna be faithful to the finish. Faithful to the finish. Faithful, if that's your declaration, just raise your hand. I'm gonna be faithful to the finish. I receive your faithfulness. I receive your finished work on the cross. Holy Spirit, do that work within our hearts. Do that, Lord God, those online. God, do that, those at the sound of my voice, Lord God. May that be, Lord God, always the ultimate legacy that you are faithful in each and every generation. And while we breathe, God, we, we say by your grace, we're gonna continue to fight the good fight. And I wanna encourage people that there is more that God has for you through and in Christ so that we together, the church of Jesus, can finish well the race before us in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, for the crown of righteousness that is awaiting your people. We say thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Hey, go out and be empowered with the Holy Spirit to finish well. Come on, let's make that declaration one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Come on.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God.